Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it, and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mumbo rapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. Ha! Okay, all right, okay, all right, everyone. Good afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off. Zach Jones alongside. We've got a couple of guests booked, but man, I am pumped. Let's, I mean, let's go. Let's LFG, baby. Let's go. That game, I, you know, it, I, I think, I hope, anyway, uh, for, for, for those who, who don't, I mean, I I love my Bills. Uh, I relish the opportunity to talk about the Bills, uh, and and even most of the time host the post game show uh, after the games. Um, it you know it's great co- connectivity, the emotion in the fan base, like it's a great ride, and it's really fun to be in this seat for those kinds of rides. I love hockey. Um, I, I, you know, I would tell you the truth be told, I, I love hockey, the sport more than I love football. I played hockey as a kid. Uh, one of our sons played hockey at a, at a fairly high level, um, and is now coaching the game. It's a very important sport and activity within my family. Just, just has been ever since I can remember, uh, for me. So like, I love hockey. I love the Sabres and, this this day today that game last night is such a gift <laughs> to someone like me and hopefully to a lot of you in the audience who feel likewise uh you know you you know where we've been with this hockey team for <sighs> too long i'll just say i don't want to say how many years it's been too long we've got a working drought that hopefully is not going to end up rivaling the the football drought that we experienced that finally ended in 2017. 
uh, we, we've had a, we've had a very tough go, and the days on this show that we have been able to, or I have been able to, on a day like today when I'm I'm by myself because Mike is off, um, just talk about the game that just happened the night before, and there's I think well I mean we'll see I guess I mean. You know, it's only 3.05. We just started. Um, but there's enough material from within the game itself, not like stuff that's sidecar to the game. I and mean, we'll, we'll get to other stuff, you know, the playoff race and the trade deadline and do you want to trade for a goalie and, like, all, all kinds of stuff that, that can spin off of last night. But the, last night was a hockey game that had enough juice that I, I think we should be able to just talk about the things that happened in the game for a while. And that, to me, as a hockey lover, as a Sabres fanatic, is, uh, to me, a gift. I, it just does not, it does not come around that often. Uh, you know, e- e- even, in, even in some of the better years, or the, even the best years, um, you know, games themselves and the, and the things that happen in the games, like, you need oftentimes something like legendarily insane to happen like Lindy Ruff and Brian Murray, the head coach of the Ottawa Senators at the time in 2007, like almost fighting with Rob Ray standing in between them on the benches. Like in order to talk about something that happened in the hockey game and have people be emotionally invested in it enough to want to call and talk about it with you and sort of share in the experience you need an, an event to happen. And there really wasn't that exactly last night. But, man, that was a tremendous regular season entertainment product <laughs> that we had last night. You had, you, had a little, you had a little bit of, I don't want to say everything, because we're still not really at, um, you know, line brawls and, and all that kind of stuff that, that used to sort of maybe exemplify what someone like me saying on the radio would be a game that had everything, you know, violence. <laughs> um, there was some, you know, there was a, there was an uncalled blatant cheap shot, headshot, elbow to the face of the captain of the Sabres that I think really added juice to the game. This is not to say like we should hope for incompetent officiating in hockey to add to the flavor of the game, but it is the kind of thing that, if I think if you're being honest, just gets you more emotionally invested in the game. I, I know from myself, you know, group of friends that I've got that occasionally, and it's very occasionally, will text during hockey games. There's a lot more activity on that text thread during Bills games, I'll tell you that. Um, but last night, like, that happens to Oposo, and, you know, somewhere in between – getting uh, too many men in the ice penalty, uh, a missed elbow, which should have been a five-minute major and an ejection for the Tampa player, and then a errant like deflection or, or you know batted the puck out of the air by Yoki Haru that gets you another penalty going into overtime. Somewhere in the midst of all that, I get a text from one of my friends like, I am fired up, all capitals, <laughs> right, all capital letters. I am fired up. And I cannot tell you the last time I got a text from anyone during a hockey game that said, I'm all, I'm fired up, all caps. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So you had just – so much in this game. Um, 
capped, of course, by the unlikeliest of overtime goal-scoring heroes in Ilya Labushkin, who just, I, I just can't even, I still can't believe, I guess it's kind of fitting as terrible on balance, like like almost all of the night, both goaltenders were just way off. You know, our guy's trying to figure out if he can be an NHL goalie. Their guy is one of the best in the league year over year here, many times over. And he was a joke show last night, Vasilevsky. Comrie at least sort of, I think, bailed himself out with some big saves on a power play in overtime that helped you get to, you know, the favorable result. But what, just what a, what a night. And the, the officiating stuff adds, adds to it, right? The missed call, again, like you don't want incompetence but it it did it it made you want it more because you know injustice you know the sabers deserve better here you know the penalties that they took i think sandwiched around if i've got the timeline of events right i hope i do um you know that the too many men on the ice penalty was a too many men on the ice penalty like you you I'm sorry, that's how it goes. I know Granado was really mad, and Casey Middlestead was really close to the bench, but he wasn't in the bench, and, like, that's a call. That's how it goes. And the penalty Yoki Haru took right before the end of regulation that spilled over in overtime is also a call that gets made every time. Like, there's no – I saw a lot of um, – not a lot, but some commentary on Twitter, you know, sort of reading – like the way the NFL, the way the Super Bowl ended, you know, like, you know, understand the the call you're about to make and the impact it's going to have on the game and like time and place. Like, that's not how that works. That, that, that call, that's not a hooking call. That's not a obstruction call. That's a, I, I'm in a panic. I'm trying to get the puck out of here, and I'm swatting at it. It doesn't matter if it's on the ice or in midair. Nobody ever means to shoot the puck into the stands from their own end because they know it's a two-minute penalty. So whether it's on the ice and you do it or it's in midair and you do it, it's a call. Like, there's no ignoring that. And so they didn't. And But it, but it felt like because of what had happened to Oposo and how Cernak got away with an obvious atomic elbow to his face – that the Sabres were getting screwed. And when you feel like you're getting screwed, that ratchets up your intensity. Like I'm intense right now thinking about it. I'm thinking about how I felt, and I'm sure how a lot of you felt while it was happening. Like, you just get mad. Like, this is, this is not right. We deserve better. And the Sabres managed to, well, they didn't, they didn't have to kill off the entire penalty because Labushkin scored a shorthanded goal on a breakaway on the best goalie in the league. Okay, sure. <laughs> Who had that on the bingo board? I mean, I I still can't believe it. Um, a lot of guesswork going on on Twitter about what Vasilevsky was doing. Like I I commented on it. Like I, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. The Chad Dinaminisis with expected Buffalo uh, took a good guess, which I I would say is is about the best guess you could have, and that's that Vasilevsky was trying to bait Labushkin into going far side, so across you know, across the other side of the net, blocker side, so he kind of left that open because watching the play live and then confirming it on replays, it looks like Vasilevsky is cheating hard on the glove side, which is where Labushkin, Labushkin shoots the puck. But Vasilevsky, I think, misreads Labushkin. Probably not a big, long book on Labushkin's tendencies on breakaways. Uh, so I doubt that when 
Vasilevsky and his goaltending coach and consultants and everybody were getting ready for this game that they spent a lot of time breaking down Ilya Labushkin in case the game goes to a shootout and he gets a turn. I, I, I think that probably did not happen. I know you want to exhaustively prepare for every eventuality within a sporting event, but I bet that there's not a big book on Labushkin and where he's going to go on a breakaway. Like, what what's his move? What's his go-to? So I think Vasilevsky guessed. And he guessed wrong, and it's just a brutal goal for him to give up. But, man, fantastic for all of us. It's kind of incredible, and I'm, I'm doing exactly what I did when I was preparing now that I'm talking. It's, it's 13 minutes after 3, and as I was getting ready for the show, I was, like, listing things I wanted to make sure I brought up during this part of the show to get us rolling. I went, oh, yeah, Tage Thompson had a hat trick. And I added that to my notes, and here I am now. It's 13 minutes after 3, and I'm talking about all this stuff that happened in the game. And, like, the best player on the Sabres had another hat trick, and it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) It's not not that amazing anymore. You know, we kind of of expect uh, that to happen from time to time. And, again, with the highlight reels uh, for Thompson, especially – Hang on, especially the second breakaway goal because he had two, right? So the the second one, what what a move, what just what a player, what a what a slick, slick player Thompson has turned into, just a lot um, to sink our teeth into, and you know it was not only a fun game, an entertaining game, a game that. You know, had plenty of adversity for the Sabers, and thus, you know, the fans. Like I'm saying, I think you feel that if the officiating is going against you, and it just sort of, this sort of roils you up even more. And the result mattered. So I mean, you just ch- check all the boxes. All right, you, you just you, you hit for the cycle last night, Sabers and, and Lightning. I mean, thank you know, thanks for coming, Lightning. Th- thanks for cheap shotting our captain in the head. Uh, hopefully Oposo's okay. I, I listened to Don Granado last night, and I did not hear any sort of an update. Um, the Sabres will play tonight, but there would have been no morning skate today because they played last night, but they're in sunrise to play the Panthers. We'll get the pregame, and hopefully at some point we'll, the Granado will talk to the media, I think, in the 5 o'clock hour in advance of the game, and maybe we'll find out. Uh, hopefully, I know Oposo stayed there on the bench, uh, and hopefully he's okay. Um but just, just a, just a, I don't know, masterpiece is not quite it because, you know, you had a lot of sloppiness, especially in goal, uh, you know, our guy and their guy. Um, but it, it just met the criteria you need to have emotional, peak emotional investment in a regular season hockey game. It's hard to pull off. There's a lot of games. They don't win that much, and they don't all rise to the level that last night's game did, but man, last night's game definitely did do that. So, 8030550 is the number. I'd love to hear from as many of you as want to get into this. Uh, we're going to spend you know, a good chunk of the front end of the show on hockey. Um, we've got Mike Kelly from NHL Network, one of the best analysts in the business. He'll be on with me at 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll get some football in with uh, Matt Perino from Syracuse.com and the Shout Podcast. He, he will be on with us at uh, at 5 o'clock. And so we've got um, that 
uh, straight ahead. Sorry, I'm 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 <laughs> buzzing through uh, uh, lo- looking at messages even as I'm getting going here. Um, it, it, it's just such such a fun night. I, I just ran into one of my dear friends. At, I ran to the gro- I ran to Dash's uh, in the two o'clock hour. Just get a couple of last minute things uh, before I blow town for a while. Uh, and you know, this is another example of how. You know, last night's game resonates with fans. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of random. The, the number of times I go to dashes during football season and end up having conversations with either strangers or acquaintances or even friends, it, it might be like like 50% of the time or more that I end up at least in some, either with someone who works there or someone I know from the neighborhood or whatever, like, oh, the Bills, 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 what are they going to do? What about Diggs? What are they, you know, whatever. It, it just comes up. Hockey, that almost never happens. Today, it happened. <laughs> like that, that more, more evidence that, that that's all there. You, you, you got to love it, especially if you're... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, you know, a freak like me for, for hockey, just to, to, have, to have all of it. Um, it's just so good. And, um, you know, you, you, you got, <laughs> you've got Thompson – just so strong, so good, so money. The game, of course, it, it looked like it was going to turn out badly. But all through the game, you know, the Sabres, they gave up that first goal. Wasn't a great job by Comrie at all in the first goal, but it's Stamkos and, like, you know, okay. They score the next three, and then each time Tampa crawled within one, the Sabres answered, like, within a minute, like, bang. Two-goal lead again, two-goal lead again. 
And, you know, they couldn't do that a, a, a third time when it got to 5-4. Uh, they gave up the tying goal to make it 5-5, and then you're shorthanded going into overtime, and you just got to be thinking, like, the, the way the night had gone in goal for Comrie, there was almost no way I was expecting the Sabres to survive that power play. But Comrie, to his credit, came through big with one-timer stops on Kucherov and Stamkos, I think, like, two two on each of them during that power play, the four-on-three at the front end of overtime. And then what do we end up with? With all the, with all the you know, the, the commentary I've already made about the officiating and how that contributed to the emotional investment you would have had in the game, there's Labushkin looking like he may have pulled down Stamkos in the slot while killing a penalty, and before you can even be bracing for the penalty to be called and Tampa getting a a short two-man advantage and then, you know, still a a man advantage for what would have almost been the rest of overtime, Lubushkin is gone the other way, and he scores a goal, and you're sort of like, really, they didn't call that? Makeup call, probably? I I know Stamkos, I, I, I tweeted this last night, like, I think everything can be true at once. I think Stamkos dove to try to get the call. I, I I mean, that's my opinion. So them not calling it, I think, is probably the right call. But the way the night had gone, I can't believe they didn't call it. Right? Like, I, both of those things, I think, can be true at once. He probably dove, and I guess I'm surprised the officials didn't buy it. But they didn't, and there goes Labushkin, and there goes the game. And there goes another one tonight that the Sabres, with a regulation win, can move themselves into a playoff spot with. So just really fantastic. Uh, a fantastic night. 803-0550 is the phone number. Let's, uh, th- look, let's fire it up. Paul is first up this segment. Hi, Paul. Thank you for calling. You are on WGR. Well, dog, what a day to be a Sabre fan. What a day to be an NHL fan in general. I think the last two seasons have been as fun to watch hockey as I've seen in a long, long time. And I'm going to disagree a little bit in that I think uh, Rasmus Dahlin is our best player, and I think he was our best player last night, despite the greatness of Tage Thompson, and he is truly great. But Dahlin, 27 minutes last night, and it didn't start great. On on, uh, Tampa's first goal, he made an awful pinch, got caught, and, you know, maybe you like to say, but we didn't get it. But he comes right back and scores one off of Gergensen's leg. And then on, uh, on our second goal, he literally just tosses a lightning forward like he was a rag doll, throws a pass to Skinner, who then gives a beauty to Thompson. Mm-hmm. And he was just so physical last night, so good in his own end, so good in the offensive end. To me, despite Carlson's season, Darlene is going away the best defenseman currently playing in the world. And uh, thanks for listening, buddy. All right, Paul, appreciate it. Yeah, um, it, you know, the list is long of things I wanted to mention from the game, so, you know, you're not necessarily disagreeing. I, at least I don't disagree with your assertion that Darlene was fantastic last night, and he has been fantastic. Uh, you know, Carlson is on a pace for like 120 points or something, and that probably will lead him to the Norris Trophy. Uh, and, like, I, you know, I'd love Darlene to, to get it um, with the year he's having. But the beautiful thing about Darlene right now is that the age he is and the breakthrough he's had this year and even at the tail end of last year, I think should be indicators that these seasons are just what 
what we should expect from him now. He he is going to be one of the very best defensemen in the league for uh, how long do we want to go? You know, they're probably going to get him an eight-year contract here pretty soon. Or maybe they'll just go seven like they did with Thompson and, and Cousins and, and even Samuelson. Uh, but whatever. He's going to be a Sabre for a good long time, uh, I would expect, and be paid top dollar, and he'll deserve every every dime because he is, yeah, the, the play – the play he made on the goal that Paul, the caller, is talking about was elite. I mean, because he he just he just ended he just ended the play. He ended the Tampa threat. Just, just nope, you're done. My puck. Here you go. And you know, the caller Paul mentions Skinner. How about how about the passes by Skinner on the first two Thompson goals? Just so so many things to like. And, you know, the fact that we got another one right away tonight uh, kind of adds to it, too, because here's another big one. This is a team that you're directly in a race with. You know, Tampa, you're not catching here uh, at any point this year. They're they're solidly in the top three of the Atlantic Division. But Florida is a team you are slugging it out with for this wild card spot. And so, you know, tonight tonight is tonight is big. Like last night was fun and it was important to get the two points, but you definitely want to get the two and keep Florida from getting any uh, tonight. That's where you're at. And hopefully that got a little bit easier uh, with some news today about a couple of key players, or at least one very key player. I mean, Bennett's nice for, for Florida. Barkoff might be their, well, Kachuk's their best guy, but Barkoff's not far behind. He's their captain. Big, big playmaking elite centerman and he along with sam bennett are both going to miss this game tonight uh for florida so that's a nice little break for the sabers uh so hopefully they can get it done tonight and just keep the ride going keep the vibes going um i mean it just it's one of those nights last night i i'll stop short of saying it feels like it's your year but it always feels really special to me when you are in a game, especially on the road, against an elite team, which is what Tampa is, and when you've got you've got your lead and they score and you come right back and you do that more than once in the game, man, I just feel like that is such a good feeling. Um, you will hopefully hear from Granado much later on as we get into pregame, but I, I already listened to what he had to say after the game, and he just commented about how the, the, the bench was just never – they were never frustrated. They just they just wanted to keep going. Like everything that got thrown in front of them, the 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 shaky penalty calls, the non penalty call, you know, the goals against. They just they just kept going. And you know, I know they're they're far from a perfect team. Uh, they've got goaltending problems, I think, still. Um, even though Comrie steadied things in overtime last night, and you know, they're certainly capable of showing up with a stinker like they did on Tuesday night against Toronto. Uh, but man, last night full marks. I mean, everybody they had the whole they had the whole scene going last night. Um, I mean, top to bottom on the roster, and again, even Comrie came through at the end when they needed it. So super fun night. I'm obviously fired up about it, and if you are too, I'd love to talk to you. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Again, Mike Kelly, NHL Network, will be my guest at four. We'll have Matt Perino. On the Bills in the 5 o'clock hour, 6 o'clock will be Paul Hamilton and pregame for Sabres and Panthers. 803-0550. Come on, man. Let's fire it up. 
Mike Shobes off today along with Zach Jones. I'm the Bulldog, and you are listening to WGR. Cuts to the middle. Good stick by Labushkin. No penalty on the play and a break here for Labushkin. Ilya Labushkin looking for his first and the Sabres oh. scores. Are you kidding me? Bushin overtime with his first goal in 44 games. What is the sound? What is, what is, what is Rob, Rob? Rob Ray there. Uh, Rob Ray in the background there on the call. There's Dan Dunleavy from last night on the winner in overtime by Ilya Labushkin. And Rob just letting loose. <laughs> can't even contain himself. That, uh, that normally is reserved for the Thompson goals. And it's usually a little more subtle. Then you get this sound that Rob may be like, <gasps> like his, his, his breath is being taken away. Like, <gasps> by these Thompson goals sometimes. Uh, that was just a full-on just <laughs> couldn't contain himself. Beautiful, beautiful evening for Sabres fans to enjoy a 6-5 overtime win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are right back at it tonight in Sunrise, Florida, to play the Panthers team. They are battling for one of these wild-card spots in the Eastern Conference with. Glad to have you tune in with us today. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is away today. And we are hanging out here, pouring over uh, last evening's game. 803-0550 is the number. I, I started out being just very excited about having a game that had so much within it to sink your teeth into and how rare that is for me as a Sabres fan and someone who loves hockey, you know, doing this show, the opportunities to well, I don't know, just monologue about the Sabres like I did in the opening segment for 20 minutes. They don't come around that often. But last night was a game that got you that, and so I'm really happy about it. 803-0550 is the number. Let's fire it up again this segment. Doug is first up here on WGR. Hi, Doug. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Bulldog. How you doing today? I am bursting with fruit flavor today. That's how I'm doing. Me too, my man. You know, we have so much young talent. And that's coming together, and I just I love the direction that they're going. But Peyton Krebs is slowly becoming my favorite player. Just watching each and every game and his growth every single month, in my opinion, he's turning into like our version of like a Michael Pekka. He's just he's never going to be the guy who'll get the hundred points. He'll be that sixty point guy. But surprisingly, for not being a big guy, man, he throws his body around. His awareness, his puck awareness, and knowing what's around him is amazing and clearly not afraid to take a hit to set up a goal. And it's just so nice to see a young player like that and watching previous years, like the late 90s and stuff like that. It's nice to compare guys to like that. I just, I really, really am starting to like his play. Yeah, thank you for bringing him up. He's not hes not a guy that I think is, you know, he's overshadowed by other guys, but um, it's funny, he didn't even come up yesterday. I know Joe Yurden was on with us at 5 o'clock yesterday, and, and he, he's been on the, on the Krebs train, and we didn't even get around to talking about that with Joe, and that's a, that's a mistake on my part, uh, because he's become you know, another one of these sort of sneaky, cool, good stories on this team. And, yeah, I think Doug's kind of got it nailed. Like, he's not, he's not the headline guy at this point, and maybe he never will be. I don't know that he's tracking towards, you know, Michael Pekka, a Selkie Trophy uh, winner, but I think we do know uh, from what we've seen just this year 
Krebs is – not only is he not afraid to throw his body around or take a hit to make a play, I mean, he got plastered on one of those goals yesterday, so much so that the way the, the, the camera work – uh, was on the Quinn goal. The Quinn scores, and you see Quinn like he, I, I said. Why, why? Why is everyone looking at the ground like there's a body? And it, it turns out it was Krebs who was lying there because he got his head smashed off the glass by Hedman. It looked like uh, on the play. So he's not afraid of contact, and he also would. It, would it be accurate, Zach, to call him likes to fight guy? Like oh he, yeah, yeah. He seems like he's got that. He's got the likes to fight chip which is pretty rare with any player in the nhl especially young ones this these days but he seems to have it i last year started to compare dylan cousins to a guy that would fight a polar bear if it looked at his teammate wrong Mm -hmm. krebs has like ran with that title for me like he's he's shorter like cousins at least is like 6'3 200 pounds like it makes sense if he wants to throw down with somebody Krebs isn't that at all, and like even has kind of like a baby face to him. Yeah. But like the moment anyone else on the other team does anything, like you just see him like just sprint over and start yelling at anybody. And I'm like, that's my guy. I I'm not typically somebody that likes the grittiness. I'm much more of a flashy player kind of mm-hmm. guy. But him and Cousins like this year, I'm with Doug. Like Peyton Krebs has become very quickly one of my favorite players to watch, just because he literally has zero fear. He, he is a honey badger out on the ice. It's phenomenal to watch. I really do like what they're doing now. As much as I liked the kid line, um, you know, which could be any many different combinations of three guys on this team, I realize. But, you know, the, the OG kid line this year, Paterka, Cousins, Quinn, uh, with that split up, it, it, I feel like it's giving – I think maybe Krebs was a catalyst for that. I mean, a couple things happened, right? Quinn and Paterka – had sort of dried up. I mean, Quinn got a goal last night. Uh, Paterka hasn't scored in a long time. And so that line was a little bit on the rocks, I guess, production-wise. I mean, Cousins hasn't really missed a beat. But the wingers were, you know, sort of in a dry spell. So, you know, swap one of them out, move Olofsson up there. And now you've got, I think, rather than having this sort of oddball combinations, which, you know, is how I guess I would put it, with Jost in between Olofsson and Middlestat and then Krebs with Gergensen's and Oposo. Jost is down, and we had talked about this with Paul Hamilton, you know, I, I think a, a, at least a couple of times over the course of, well, really since Jost got here and then they, they configured the lines the way they did, and they were that way for a while with Jost centering uh, Middlestat and Olofsson. It's sort of like, you know, they're a little bit miscast there. You'd like Krebs, I think, ultimately in a more offensive role and what they've done now with the lines is giving you that right i mean you've you sort of swapped out again like like quinn is down there now with krebs and middlestat and you've got olofsson on the line with cousins and paterka and i think ideally you know at least for the time being that i think should give you a little more I just think Jost, as as nice a player as he's been, and I would give him a lot of credit for sort of stabilizing Middlestat and Olofsson this year, I, I, I think getting Krebs in a spot with offensive guys as opposed to Oposo and Gergensen's makes a lot more sense, and I think he's definitely earned that. And so I think some combination of the Cousins line sort of stalling, really the wingers on the Cousins line stalling, and Krebs earning more trust 
from the coaching staff has led to this reconfiguration of these lines, and I, I mean, I just think it, it looks re- it looks real nice right now. Uh, until further notice, I guess you know we'll we'll um, we'll have that going. I, boy, I, I, when when Doug brought up Pekka, um, it, it it like tripped a wire in my head, and and look, I, I'm. I've been around a while, so I, I go back a ways, and I've been talking on the radio about these teams for a, a long time. And, you know, I don't always have everything locked down. Like, for example, the wire that tripped when Doug brought up Pekka, it, it connected directly to the point that I just made about how the Sabres last night, you know, they had a 3-1 lead, and it's 3-2, and then quickly right back to 4-2. And then it's 4-3, and then it's quickly right to 5-3. And I know they they couldn't pull that trick a third time, but I remember a game, and Pekka was in the in the center of it. On this is going to be weirdly specific, but also vague at the same time because I'm not I'm not going to hockey reference to look this game up and read the box score. Maybe maybe I will during a break, but it just came to mind, and I can't talk my way through this and also look for what I'm looking for. But there's there's a game. When the Sabers, the Nolan Sabers in '97, were just sort of getting good, they were sort of establishing that they were to be, you know, to be reckoned with, for lack of a way, a better way to put it. And there's a Saturday afternoon game in Philadelphia that I remember. That now this is where it gets vague. Like, I remember it being Philadelphia. I remember Pekka being you know, certainly on the team, um, the captain of the team by then. And the way I remember it is it was one of these games where they had a lead, Philly kept coming back, and the Sabres just kept scoring right, you know, right after the Philly goal. So it was like the response was almost immediate two or three times in the game. That's how I remember it. That's why that wire tripped, because I already made the point about how you know much of a good sign I believe it is that this Sabres team was able to do that in Tampa against a very, very respectable opponent, to put it mildly, in the Lightning, and kept scoring. And then hearing the caller bring up Pekka sort of took me back to that you know, Saturday in February, watching the Sabres in Philadelphia just, I, I wouldn't say get off the mat because they sort of were in control of the game, but every time they got challenged, they were right there with another answer. And I just, I, I love that. I think it's such a good sign to hear Granado talking about the team on the bench, especially after the way Tuesday had gone. I mean, Tuesday was just such a no-show and just hard to really – Sometimes get your head around like why did why did that happen like how 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 is that the same team that can be so flat at home against a rival and then go on the road a place you hadn't won um, you know in a long time and against a, a team every bit the equal of the Leafs this year in Tampa and just have like really almost start to finish just an answer for everything. Like even an answer for some leaky goaltending, which you know Comrie had a, had a, to me a very very tough night. Um, I know the team in front of him; they're not exactly you know buttoned up defensively, uh, but he he to me was sort of just out of position or slow and late to a lot of stuff in the game last night. Um, and look, they don't always lead to goals, uh, but I, I thought he had a very rough night, but redeemed himself in overtime. Anyway. 
a, a lot to digest and a really, really, really fun night to be a Sabres fan and see them come through the way they did. I mean, just a lot of guys showed up and had their moments in that game and um, just just a really rewarding rewarding time. And I, I, can't, I can't stress enough how much the, the adversity of the officiating contributed to that. Maybe I'll expand on that as we, uh, as we continue here. 803-0550, again, is the number. Mike Kelly, NHL Network, coming up at the top of the hour. Matt Perino on the Bills coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And then uh, our man P. Ham, Paul Hamilton at 6 with Sabres pregame to get you ready for another one of these against a team the Sabres are directly competing with for a wildcard playoff spot, the Florida Panthers. That's tonight's opponent. So we'll be uh, spend a lot of time on, on them, and rightly so. Again, 803-0550 is the number. Mike Shope is off today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Yeah, it was awesome. Made a great defensive play, and uh, I think everyone uh, on the bench was on their feet screaming as he was skating down the ice, and uh, great Great shot, and um, I think the boys went nuts. So it's a good feeling, especially to see him put one in. Uh, would have been nice to uh, get that one at home here as song play. Um, I think the fans would have loved that. So. My kids are 21 and 19. Is it okay if I don't know the Gummy Bear song? Should I know the Gummy Bear? Do you have to have little kids to know the Gummy Bear song? Zach, help. I oh, You don't know what the Gummy Bear song is? I don't think i do is it one of these jams that i'll just know if i hear it well yeah yeah because it's it's not it's not a subtle song it's the i'm a gummy bear like there, there's no subtlety to it oh sing it sing some more Go on. oh all Don't right all right well no. i uh, well now we gotta work the pipes now we gotta make sure <laughs> this isn't embarrassing it's just i'm a gummy bear and it just goes on for like two minutes it's wonderful it's it, okay. absolutely incredible is it is it a kid song or is it, it absolutely like a, no okay. absolutely it is right. I think it's one of those it's raining tacos deals that Mike talks about that his yes. likes. It's yes. one of those, okay, yeah. That, I mean that makes sense. But then so then my my defense for not knowing it, I think probably holds. I don't have little kids. I mean, so and even when I had little kids, they you know, they listened to the drive by truckers when they were seven. So <laughs> They were kids of culture. We have, we have a different approach here. Slightly different approach here. You know, did um did, did did anyone else notice how awful the the TV feed was last night? It was not good, and the, it's it, but it's it's been like I I feel like a lot of people I maybe I'm only in this but it's just like I'm kind of expecting it to not be good, so it's it's no longer angering me as much as it used to. Uh, yeah, the I mean the picture quality you know whatever right that 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 sometimes can be in and out and I and I'll I'll accept that you know streaming isn't always going to be perfect like some nights the picture. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It looks like the greatest thing I've ever seen. And other nights, it just sort of looks like I'm watching a game from the 80s on Long Island. Uh, It's never that bad. I'm exaggerating uh, for the point. But the, the ads last night were reckless like rogue the the, i'm talking about the digital the digital ads like i don't know if how many people noticed i'm not the sort of person to pause the game rewind and then videotape like the the ad blocking out an entire saber standing in the slot but that happened last night multiple times where the ads it it wasn't the board the dasher board ads that although that happens plenty too, but the ads that are supposed to be on the glass were at one point it just completely enveloped an entire hockey player standing near the net. Like it's just like, you know, I don't want to name which of the sponsors it was because I, I don't want to incriminate them. It's not their fault. But holy cow, hockey! Like, can you please get your you know what together? I mean, I, I know, like we're all we're all just here by our own choice. Like we love the game, and so you're never gonna get me to turn it off, no matter how bad it is. But it is embarrassingly horrendous right now. It happens all over the league on a nightly basis. You've got these ads floating around or glitching. Uh, sometimes they just sort of. They glitch, you know, and you sort of like lose half of a player in the corner with the ad on the boards. You know, like that that happens plenty. Last night, again, this floating ad that like took up, I don't know, like an eighth of the screen is just in the slot. Sure, whatever you say, Gary Bettman, we've polled our fans and they, you know, they they actually like it. I remember when I, I said at the beginning of the year, I think I, I, I kind of like how it looks. It's so bright. It's, it, it's brighter than the regular boards. But it's a disaster. It's a joke that, a, you know, a professional sports league with broadcasting contracts with TNT and ESPN have got ads, on, you know, in, in play where they're not supposed to be blocking out players on the playing surface. Just – couldn't just couldn't be any worse. Well, I shouldn't say that. It it probably most definitely could be worse. I guess I just cannot believe how absolutely embarrassingly bad it is. And that, again, that's no reflection on like Dan or Rob. Um, but man, it was a very bad night for that last night. I just they just could not get that stuff under control. There were multiple times this happened. And again, I I watch a game every night. And it it ha- it happens almost every game. It's usually more subtle than an entire ad blocking out an entire person trying to play hockey on your television screen. It's usually it's, it's, it's almost always way more subtle than that. 
But, man, last night was rough in that department. Just just hate it. The only the only downer about last night to me was that, and you know, I don't know. It, it, it's not the biggest deal, but I've got some other thoughts on the, the, the broadcasts and accessibility and stuff that maybe we'll get to uh, later on, but I don't have to force it. But I just wanted to mention, like, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who noticed that uh, last night. Just a, just terrible. 8030550 is the number. I'm saying that as I'm about to tell you that I've got a guest coming up next. So, you know, save the number for later. Mike Kelly, fantastic analyst from NHL Network, will be my guest coming up after a quick timeout here. Five o'clock, Matt Perino on the Bills and the offseason is that is in. Um, um, in progress, and then uh, 6 o'clock, Paul Hamilton and Sabres pregame. That is the way forward for us. Mike Shope is away today, along with Zach Jones. I'm the Bulldog, and you are listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.